this episode of Stories Behind the Grind, listen to my conversation with Heidi, founder of SquadWad, an all-female workout crew that empowers women through workouts, brings in inspiring female motivators, and gives the proceeds back from events to charities. Thanks so much for um, coming on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Um, so Heidi, can you tell a bit about the story of how you began SquadWad? Yeah, I started SquadWad uh, in 2016 in the summer. And I started it after kind of ruminating about it for about three years. I had thought of the idea and talked to my girlfriends about it. And, you know, of course, like probably many founders, wanted to wait till it was quote unquote perfect before I launched it. And finally, you know, one uh, weekend, a bunch of girlfriends and I, we went upstate in New York. And I, of course, was talking about it again. And they were like, if you literally mention this to us one more time, like don't and like they were like basically you need to start this so just basically called in favors from about 20 of my closest girlfriends we all met for an all-female throwdown at a crossfit space in new york city and squad wad was born the idea came out of me as a crossfit coach working out in a crossfit gym in new york city obviously guys and girls go to the classes but i would go in on weekends and work out by myself and a lot of my girlfriends would join me Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i was like whoa this is weird like we already have an incredible community of CrossFit, but now there's something even more creative. There's like another special community of females, you know, working out and doing things that traditionally around the world are kind of more socially acceptable for men. You know, we've got barbells in our hands, we're doing pull-ups, we're getting down on the ground, we're jumping over obstacles. And I realized this was really special and unlike any all-female event I had ever been part of, whether it was, you know, a seminar or an all-female road race. And I knew that this was something that I wanted to kind of spread around and get more women involved in. And yeah, so I finally started it in June of 2016. It's been great. It's kind of just steamrolled and taken on a life of its own ever since then. For the ideas that you had before you began it to where it is now, is it, is it different to where you thought it would be or how you yeah. envisioned it? Yeah, great question. It's, it's absolutely um, taken on a, another little kind of route because I basically devised squad wad, wad meaning workout of the day, a derivative of the vernacular of CrossFit. Uh, I designed it as a place for women to come work out in different CrossFit spaces around New York and uh, get back to charity. Not only did I want to pay forward the ability we had to work out and be healthy with our bodies together, but I wanted to spread it outside the walls for those who, A, didn't live in New York City and or for those groups who needed our help that couldn't work out. So I decided to also do each workout where it was $20, $30 per woman, and then we would select a charity that the proceeds would be dedicated towards. And that was it. I was like, this is kind of how I want to do it. I'm super pumped about having an all-girl throwdown. And I did about three or four of those, and word started slowly spreading around New York. And I started thinking, you know what, I, I need to do something else because it's not enough just to work out there's a dialogue that's missing and we need to have. So I started to leverage a lot of my friends who had other friends who were inspiring, motivating women who had overcome challenges in their lives and were already kind of speaking about them. And so I started to devise squad wad as not only a workout, but bringing in inspiring women who would share their stories so that we could empower each other to consistently strive for our dreams and ultimately be the best version of ourselves. So The workouts have remained the same, but what is now a very integral part is 
bringing women in to share their story, break the ice so that we can have real conversations that matter. Who are some notable um, fitness people that you've um, invited to share their their motivations with others? I actually started with someone who wasn't even in the fitness world necessarily. I knew her through the sport of CrossFit, but she is a high-level executive at Chanel here in New York City. And uh, her name is Julie Clow. And her story was incredible because she got pregnant at 16. Everyone told her her life was over. She not only uh, you know, graduated high school, went to Vanderbilt, a very prestigious university here in America, took her, obviously, child with her, graduated with honors, and ultimately has been an incredible success, worked at Google, and literally left Google to go work somewhere else, which seems unheard of in a lot of ways, just because Google has such a reputation for once you're there, you're there. Mm. And she's just been one of these incredible lights of, you know, don't be defined by your circumstance. So the first ever uh, female in, in, you know, motivator was not necessarily fitness derived. But I have had uh, a trainer from The Biggest Loser, which is a television show here in the States. And her name is Jen Wiederstrom. She came and motivated the girls and unzipped and told a real raw story about her vulnerabilities and even vulnerabilities she still has. And I've had Lauren Fisher, who is what I kind of call a CrossFit darling. She's a very well-known CrossFitter here in the States out of San Diego. I did a FODWAD with an incredible woman named Nabiha Saeed, and she is a uh, general counsel for BuzzFeed here in New York City. And she talked about navigating the waters of not only being uh, one of a very few women uh, on the general counsel staff, but also a Muslim and what that's like in a very white male dominated world as a attorney at BuzzFeed. So I certainly started with the majority of my speakers being based in fitness, but I have uh, tried to deviate to all forms, you know, of walks of life of women. Uh, because, of course, it resonates with everyone. Oh, definitely. How have you seen the transformation for the women that you inspire and, and train together through the, I guess, fitness, but also through the inspirational and motivational speakers? Yeah, it's been great because I I knew what I had hoped would happen. But, I, of course, you never really know until you actually pull the trigger and then you get feedback. And I would say at the conclusion of almost every squad wide, there's at least one woman who comes up to me very emotionally driven to let me know that, uh, the topic of conversation has really moved her to make a move in her life that she had been ruminating on for years and had felt almost paralyzed by. You know, I brought a lot of women in who were in a traditional career that was quite lucrative, but their passions were elsewhere, and they took that massive leap of faith to, you know, jump out of a very secure situation to, yeah, pursue what they really wanted to do. And there's been so many women who've come up and said, wow. This, I'm going to do it. I never knew how other women did it. And I realized that nobody has a plan. You just have to do it and roll the dice and go with the flow instead of, I think, a lot of women and men, but you know, obviously I'm catering towards the women, get stuck in a career and think, oh, I can't, you know, of course they're successful, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. But then when you really talk to them, you're like, oh my God, no, they were just as scared as we were and had something happened in their life that either made them or forced them to take a 90 degree turn. But, you know, just in, as a means to show the women that, you know, you don't have to have the plan. You just need to follow the dream. So it's been great. There's been a lot of emotion. There's been a lot of very 
um, intimate dialogues that have happened. I've been very grateful that the women, it resonates with the women, you know, on a level that personal, you know, it's the conversations, like I said, that we should be having that unfortunately just don't happen very often, if at all, for most women. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's the real sort of authentic um, conversations that, that need to be had, not the, uh, not the superficial ones that often be said just to, just to hide something sometimes. Yeah, totally. Which, you know, we, we all get in that habit. How you doing? Fine, fine. Mm. Are you really fine? <laughs> you know, it's just this cached answer at this point. Yeah, it's almost like a sort of a, um, a checklist when, you, when you're talking to people, you know. You ask a few sort of yeah. high-end high questions, but you, you don't um, care as much about the, the result or what the, the underlining meaning yeah, is of totally. them. What would you say to, uh, to those, um, those women who are sitting on the fence about exercise in general? Uh, yeah, rip the Band-Aid off and do it. You know, unless you have uh, – it, it's literally like that easy for me because – there's so many people, uh, so many women, I think, that have this idea that they need to be in shape before they work out. And I understand that concept, even though it might be a little obtuse to some people to wrap their mind around. I get it. There's a lot of um, body image vulnerabilities that women do have that are from within and also from outside with you know just our social construct. So I always say, go for it. You have nothing to lose. And most women who finally pull the trigger and decide to walk into a gym or a space that they've been wanting to do realize that the fear was completely in their head. Mm. And so I'm always like, just just literally do it. Just like Nike's slogan, there's there's no reason to kind of you know stay on the sidelines. Otherwise, that's where you'll stay. You'll stay in that comfort zone where, where nothing happens and, and you don't get challenged to change. So um, it's that simple to me in my mind. And that's why I started this crew because I thought, well, at the very least, I'm going to take out a barrier of entry of mixed sex workout sessions. And we're going to build this as a very non judgmental zone where we support each other and empower each other. And it's for sure been, you know, exactly what I hoped would be, which there are women who come in who haven't worked out in years but had heard about this all female workout and have decided to give it a go. And there's been even women who, from my launch pad, have, you know, decided to, to go into one of the more extreme, you know, kind of boutique sports in, in America right now, which is CrossFit. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing easy about walking into a CrossFit space because of the kind of rugged, raw nature of it. You know, it's not a bar or yoga class. So it's been really awesome for me to see that not only are they making a change, but diving into something that they would have never done if they hadn't been exposed to a CrossFit space in a supportive setting. It's fantastic to see the development of, um, of people going on once they make, make that choice. And I guess it's quite akin to entrepreneurship in a way. You know, you sort of want to have everything perfect before you begin. But it's funny, life doesn't really work that way. It's often you've got to, got to start first and go from there. You know, push that boulder down and, and sort of start running and, um, and see where you end up. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm the, I'm the living example of that, of sitting around talking about it for years, drawing up plans in a notebook, but doing nothing. And, you know, I had to learn my own lesson. And that's, that's you know, that's what we have to do. We have to learn by doing. It's, it's not enough for someone to necessarily tell you. If you just decide to do it and, and let the chips fall where they may, then you finally realize the potential. So, you know, I, I'm the first to be like, hey, that was me. And I'm so grateful for the encouragement of my girlfriends because I, I might just be still sitting around two years later thinking about it and pulling that trigger while I always, always tell everyone the road that I've taken is not easy. Hmm. There is nothing easy about being a single founder or entrepreneur, but I wouldn't change it for a second because I used to work work 80 hours a week and it's the most, you know, redemptive thing I could have ever done. But 
um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you just literally have to do it. it. It sounds crazy, but it's not that complicated. Yeah, I think often, um, often your mind can sometimes be your, uh, your worst enemy, sort of inventing yeah. all these, uh, like you said before, the, the fear. And it, when in reality, it's, it's not nearly as bad as you think it is. Totally. Besides starting Squad Wad, uh, what are some of the choices you've made that, or that made you who you are today? You know, I'm in this, Aiden, it's funny, I'm in this kind of stage of um, the last year or so of, you know, someone mentioned a phrase to me that's really stuck with me, mm-hmm. which is, own your greatness. And it's a concept that I think for a lot of women, uh, I can certainly speak for myself, but I know a lot of my girlfriends and women in general, uh, we don't do that. And it's something I admire in men, to be quite honest. You know, there is this confidence that men have that can walk into a room and know nothing about the topic, but they will make that attempt. They will talk as if they, they know exactly the subject matter. And I think it's something that women should study and pattern themselves off of. We don't we get to a certain age when we're, I think, in our adolescence where we don't take those risks like, you know, the boys do. And that stays with us. You know, so there's been this concept the last year and a half of own your greatness. I am a very humble, I hope and believe my friends would say very mindful individual, which is why I started Squad Wad to do something for others. And I certainly owe a lot of that to my family growing up in the Midwest, the middle of the country, in a very, you know, humble surroundings where you you know, had social graces and took genuine care of your neighbors in the neighborhood. So I, the foundation of who I am is certainly a uh, big thanks to my family and, and where I grew up. As far as kind of, you know, where I'm at now, you know, it was a simple phrase that someone mentioned to me about a, a year, year and a half ago of own your greatness. And I thought to myself, God, it's so simple, but it's so true. Like we need to slash, I need to own what I offer, uh, because I do have a lot to offer, but it's very easy to sell yourself short. So, you know, it's, um, it's not necessarily a choice to, to go back to your question, but, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the foundation of who I am for my family and where I grew up. And I'm grateful to this person for just very innocuously mentioning this phrase that has really, you know, I think given me a lot of the courage to continue with Squad Wad and see where it will go. So not necessarily a choice, but it was a, it was a moment in time where mm. someone said something and I was like, wow, that's incredible. And I, I want to, I want to own that phrase. <laughs> I've actually, um, I've actually written it down. It's such a good phrase. I'm thinking about blowing it up and putting it on, um, on my wall. Um, yeah. it's, it just, it, it encapsulates so much. Definitely. No, it's everything, right? I mean, you know, it, it's from, you know, the, the advice you hear from in relationships of if you don't love yourself, how do you expect someone else to love you? It's the same thing in this realm as well. If you don't believe in yourself and, and you don't walk into a room proud, chest up, eyes forward, how do you expect anyone else to look back at you with those same eyes? So it really, it, it really encapsulates, as you said, just kind of your whole being, I think. I think, like you said before, having those strong foundations, so those foundations of um, humility from a young age, it's fantastic to sort of rely on that and have that as a, um, I guess, a pushing point to, to push off and um, change the world as you're doing. Is uh, is fantastic. Yeah. Great to hear. No, I appreciate that. I, I don't take it for granted. And, and you know, I, I live and operate in a town where there's not a premium put on that in New York City. It is, it is a rough town. The reason that they say if you make it here, you make it anywhere mm. is because it is true. It's a ruthless, unforgiving city. 
but if you can vibe with the energy and take advantage of the opportunity, it's incredible. And, and truly, you can soar in this town. But um, humility is not something they put a premium on. So I am very grateful that I do have it in this town because it, it, it does stand out, which is also a great place to be. When everyone else around you doesn't have it and, and you've got it, it definitely, um, it definitely shines through. The question that I like to ask all podcast um, interviewees on the show is, what's your definition of the grind? Definition of the grind, that's a good one. I, um, and it's funny because we use that sentiment here all the time, you know, when we see each other or, or get together here in New York, you know, how you doing? Good, good. The hustle's real. It's a very overused phrase here. It's almost like saying, how are you doing? Fine. But New Yorkers usually follow it up with, ah, oh, the grind is a real thing. We're, we're hustling. I, um, the definition of the grind for me is in the, in the, in the space that I, I occupy right now, it certainly is pouring my heart and soul into that, which I am passionate about. And I feel so fortunate to, occupy the majority of my time this and other of your podcasts inspires people to um you know follow their passions because i i think that the grind is the same for everyone you know we're all uh trying to make the best living we can to afford opportunities to enjoy life that's to me what is it really all comes down to grinding away to create opportunities to make meaningful moments for myself and those around me and for me the definition of the grind right now is um, pure joy because I wake up and go to bed very, very late at night and I am consumed with the organization I started, which is SquadWad, and I wouldn't have it any other way because I would rather be sitting up here racking my brain on how to make women's lives better than, you know, uh, you know, doing a spreadsheet for a business. And I, I don't mean that in a, in a demeaning way to those who do it because I think we all have to do what we need to do, but boy, when you can really um, you know, get out of the grind that's necessary to follow the other. It's a whole new world of, yeah, kind of peacefulness and yeah, enjoyment that, that like I didn't even know existed prior to the last couple of years. I just thought, yeah, I mean, we grind, we toil away and we work for the man, you know, that's the phrase here. And now I'm like, oh God, no, I'm, I'm working for the woman and that woman's me. So this is like, this is incredible. I love that paradigm shift. I'm still working for the man, I guess, but growing, um, growing stories behind the grind is this all-encompassing, consuming task that just energizes me. And that's the key, right? I mean, you're, you're seeing it, right? Like, you uh, probably don't even have enough time in the day to necessarily always put it together, but you will find time because, mm. you know, I'm sure you are as well as I am. I'm a big, big believer that we put in the time, we put in the grind, and we will, we will receive what we want on the other side. No one got there easy, and as long as we know that and we're willing to put our nose down and do it, I really believe that it all shakes itself out in a good way. Oh, definitely. Um, actually, my, my screensaver is um, a quote by, uh, from Gary Vaynerchuk, and it says, macro patience, micro speed. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> so, and that really defines it all. It is so true. Mm, so it definitely keeps me on the, um, on the strat and narrow. Um, thanks so much again, Heidi, for um, coming to the podcast. Really appreciate after a long day of um, of training others for you to you know spend um, spend some time um, talking about your journey and um, how you got to where you are and how you changed the world. So um, thanks, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for making this space available and and also being in the same mindfulness of changing other people's lives. I'm I'm humbled and honored, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Would really appreciate it if you left a rating. For more inspiring stories and advice, follow Stories Behind the Grind on Instagram and Facebook.